Hello, people of Earth. This is Abigail, your host of Peak Curiosity. Today's episode is with my friend Chase. The topics include growing up gay in a Christian home and dealing with the family reactions to said gayness. Keep in mind that we both had smile on our faces this whole time, so don't worry about getting offended for Chase's sake. But if you must, please send your hate mail directly to peakcuriositypod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. So Chase, uh, what's your favorite animal? Oh, my favorite animal. Um, funny story, I actually really don't like animals. Um, <laughs> so it's it's not that I like hate them, or I mean, I would be okay if they didn't exist. People will hate me for that. That's okay. But I I mostly just don't want them in my space at all. But if I had to choose like one regular animal, it would probably be a penguin or an elephant. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Those are wildly different. <laughs> um, what's your favorite article of clothing? Oh, article of clothing. I was actually thinking about that before I came over because I do listen on a fairly regular basis. Sweet. Um, and I would have to say it's my socks. I actually wore my beer pong socks tonight. <laughs> cute um (laughs) disclaimer i've never played beer pong (laughs) look my favorite is also socks and i'm wearing babylon b socks yes where did you get those megan got them for me oh my gosh i'm jealous yeah they're phenomenal that's great so where did you grow up uh i grew up in parma idaho on a farm of about 55 acres for the most part um I lived, well, we lived out of Fruitland uh, in a in a fairly large house for a couple years, I think, until I was like five or six. And then we moved to a, a really small house on a couple acres out of Parma, and, and we stayed there until we built our farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we were at the farmhouse for, I think, 12 years. Um, and when we left, I was in... I was leaving seventh grade and going into eighth grade, and we moved up to Hell's Canyon, um, which is, if you don't know where that is, it's it's about two hours from a Walmart any way you go. Yes, Hell's Canyon truly is a great name. <laughs> it, it fit it perfectly, um, and, and that was, you know, definitely the, the name for that part of my life as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's a bit hard being a fairly social person in an area where... There's, there's not many people. There's no people. And you're the baby of your family. I, I am. I am the pride and joy of the not name. Yes. And I don't think anyone who met you wouldn't probably think that you were a baby. Because you know us babies. <laughs> we're, we're so uh, fun and cuddly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so what was your homeschooling public school split time? So I was public schooled from preschool through seventh grade and then i was homeschooled eighth grade through my senior year and odd enough i actually had two graduations because my my mother so i I have two uh uh diplomas as well because my mother wanted me have to have the more like official idaho homeschool graduation Mm -hmm. but then she also wanted me to have like a, a fun graduation with my my closer friends that were also graduating at the same time so 
we, we ended up doing two of them and, and that was i want to say that was a bit overwhelming honestly but yeah that that's my uh my split gotcha which one did you prefer honestly um when i first started homeschooling i would have much preferred public school and i oh, how do I, I after i graduated i realized it was much better for me to homeschool because it gave me a lot more experience uh and, and opportunity but most of the time i was not happy with it um if we had started homeschooling me earlier i would have been fine and also at the same time if we hadn't moved to the middle of nowhere it would have been better sure but i probably would have preferred public school that entire time but now if if i end up having children i definitely want to homeschool them Mm -hmm. Yeah, homeschooling's the way to go. So tell me about your time interning for the Idaho state government. Oh, man. Okay, so I was a page for the Idaho State Senate my senior year. Um, I had just gotten back from Bible college and... Oh, gosh. I had applied for it earlier that the, the summer before and we started, I want to say the first full week of January. Um, I was a little upset because they wouldn't let us grow facial hair <laughs> and not that it, I had the greatest facial hair at that time or nor, nor do I now. Um, but it, it was definitely better than a lot of people. And I, I kind of wanted to show that off, and they wouldn't let me, so I had to shave every day. It was Aww. it was miserable. Uh, well, that was miserable. The rest of it was wonderful. Um, I got to know almost all of the senators on a fairly personal basis. Uh, before that point, I had actually already known a couple of my representatives, as well as other one, ones from other districts um, on a personal basis, and, and a few senators beforehand just because of, of my involvement with things that have happened at the capitol before uh like our idaho homeschool day that we have there but during the page program honestly we were basically the grunt workers <laughs> of of the senators and attaches uh we we run papers we take notes minutes uh I ended up having to fill in for my attache for about a week and a half because she got pneumonia. Mm. Um, so I was basically running our entire committee and also running the chairman's schedule at the same time. Uh, and that was that was a lot of fun. They they helped me a lot and and I learned I learned a lot through that. Were you thinking of going into politics at all? I knew I enjoyed politics at the time, uh, and, and I have always thought a little bit about going into it. It's never been entirely out of question. Uh, I, I have never been sure what I would want to do, though, if I went into politics. All right. Well, let's get into the main topic of this podcast. Oh, oh here we go. So um, you're gay. I most definitely am. And so I'm wondering what about going to hell is so appealing? 
you know, all the famous people are going to be there, like Beyonce. And actually, I have no clue. Um, I, I have no clue their their personal relationship with Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I'd love to, to put that out there sometimes. Um, but no, I, I don't think hell has, has a place that's, that's desired to go to for anyone, honestly. I've, I've met one person that said, yes, they're, they're excited to go to hell, but... That How was interesting. Deeply, that was deeply disturbing. Yeah, what kind of person was this? <laughs> this was actually a date I went on. Oh no! <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you quickly run to the bathroom and never come back? No, actually, they they were a great person otherwise, but they they just they were excited to like go to hell, and I was like, well, okay, that's that's definitely an interesting take I've never heard before. But I I honestly don't think that really anything you do that christianity would consider a sin will condemn you to hell um i'm pretty sure as far as my beliefs go that everything is covered by the blood of christ and by everything i mean i mean quite everything everything yeah well let's just start at the beginning when did you come to this realization that this was a thing um i realized it at about fourth or fifth grade and I did that like 10? Yeah, 10, 10, 11, 12, right in there when I hit puberty and started having physical attraction. <laughs> <laughs> um, before that, I had absolutely no idea what I did or didn't like. I, and I don't think any child does. And so, you know, I hit that point and. It kind of scared me, but at the same time, I was like, I'm sure it'll go away. And it, it never did. Um, and I didn't tell anyone. Well, did you try praying? I did. I, I actually tried praying my own gay away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> that was not in the cards for me. Um, <laughs> that was my, one of my exact questions was, did you specifically try to pray the gay away? <laughs> Well, I'm glad I got to it before you did. Uh, yeah, I I went probably seven-ish years without telling a single soul. And the first person I told was a, a close friend and not my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I waited to tell my family anything until after I graduated. Mm. And that, that was kind of hard, honestly. To, to bring that up as a conversation. So, a couple questions. How did they react? But more, some people might try to live and just let somebody else figure it out on their own and not necessarily worry about, like, making a declaration. So what was the motivation for making the declaration? Uh, the... <laughs> so funny story i had actually gone on a date Mm. and i had gotten a hickey oh no (laughs) so you know there was that there and my parents were teasing me about you know whatever is happening with a girl and i i honestly couldn't take it anymore after that and so that's that's when that whole subject came up with them and i decided you know it's time that they find out so yeah i had what most people would call being promiscuous. Um, 
that situation yeah. was hardly considered scandalous for me. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's how it came up. So what did they think? Were they surprised? Um, yes, they there was a bit of shock. I I was told, you know, that I'm going to hell um by by one of my parents and the other one was just I wouldn't say deeply disturbed but deeply saddened. That's unfortunate. But it seems like they've come around. Uh no. At least, no. No. But they talk to you, so that's good. We do talk. Um we, my parents and I well, actually speaking of homeschooling, that basically ruined my relationship with my parents. Um because I, I didn't want to be around them. They didn't want to be around me. And so that just threw a bit of an extra wrench in our already complicated relationship. Sure. Um, but it has progressed a lot over the past couple of years. Um, and yes, they, they tell me that they still still pray that I'll go past this phase. Um, <laughs> and... and and whatnot but i mostly try to avoid any conflicting conversations just to keep things as as balanced as possible with them that's fair yeah so when you're young you're 13 you know whatever so were were you bargaining with god bargaining with yourself like maybe today i won't think about it or like, did you have lots of self-hate going on? Because being raised a Christian, you're told that this is essentially the worst thing that you could be. Yeah, it, it is what what you're really told, or, or at least a lot of people, not everyone. Um, and it's definitely something that I, I had learned, you know, that, that was the worst thing you could possibly be. I never bartered with God. I, I never you know, thought, oh, maybe today will be the day that I'm not gay. <laughs> I'm a poet, I'm didn't and I didn't know it. Um <laughs> But I I did wonder why. You know, why am I like this? Um you, you know, why would God allow me to be this way? Uh and, and then it turned into the question of was I created this way or is this a product of something I did mm-hmm. or, you know, a product of my, my own sin that had created it? Mm-hmm. And like nothing had, had you been exposed to any of this kind of stuff before or just like what you hear in church? Like, don't do it. Um, I mean, in, in public, you're going to get exposed to pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, by that time, uh, w- when I figured it out, I hadn't been super exposed to really anything. I just, I knew that that's how I felt and I did not feel the same way about women or girls. And and so it was very confusing. Mm-hmm. Very confusing for sure. So I would like to share when I first knew that you were gay. Mm-hmm. And this is because I was just thinking about the way I observed you interact with the world. Okay. <laughs> and I thought, for a teenager, I have never seen a teenage boy this comfortable with girls. 
<laughs> I think he's gay. <laughs> That's honestly that that is a very fair observation. Uh, I I tend to be on the gay scale. I tend to be more masculine and straight acting. Uh, gotcha. When it, when it comes to that, but. That's interesting. So how many people have been surprised? Oh, goodness. So your parents were surprised. Your friend that you told, was she surprised? She was not. I, I wouldn't say she, that she knew anything at all, but she was very understanding when it came up as a conversation. So she may have actually been surprised. I have no clue. <laughs> she didn't show it. Exactly. That's nice, I suppose. Um... One of my best friends, who I actually recently just told, <laughs> I, I was hiding it from him. I did not want to break his heart. I felt so bad. Oh no. Um, and and we're still good. He he still sees me as a brother and everything. Um, it's just, it's a little different. Um, and, and he didn't really expect it, and he was surprised. Um, my sister was surprised. My grandmother, actually, <laughs> of all people. We were talking, and uh, she had, <laughs> we, we were, oh, what was it? It was my birthday, actually. <laughs> this last one? Yeah. Oh, cool. And we, Was she at the party I was at? No, it wasn't at the in? party. Okay. Did I have a party for this my last birthday? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a terrible memory for the most part. <laughs> Um, but we had gone out to dinner and we were talking and she just, you know, did that whole thing of like, oh, so any, any girls or anything? Yeah. And I was like, well, grandma, no, I'm, I'm gay. And she said, oh, okay. Or are you interested in like any guys recently? And I was a little shocked by that myself. Yeah. More than she was, I think. Uh, it, it just switched gears so fast. I, I expected her to have a little bit of the more traditional conservative reaction of like, oh. I'm so oh, sorry. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, other than that, most people haven't been very surprised, I'd say. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you agree with the statement that one could be born gay? Uh, it's... It, it depends on the person, uh, but but you're talking about just a person in general, right? Sure. Okay. I, I do believe people can and, and are born gay. And, and much like my situation, it manifests itself when you hit puberty. But yeah, I, 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 I would agree that people can be born gay. Do you think it's the majority of the time? Um... From my experience, I would say about 75, 80% of the time. So, I, as previously stated, really like to watch people and the way they interact with the world. I pay a lot of attention to speech patterns and body language. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if you had body language that you'd didn't always see reflected in the other men around you and maybe you are trying to compensate and act more how you observed rather than how you felt yes and no i i don't feel feminine i i would agree that i'm more flamboyant 
than a lot of of my straight male counterparts mm-hmm. <laughs> and i i think most people would agree i'm i'm somewhat flamboyant at least uh, <laughs> that might be an understatement yeah um, <laughs> and i i don't know that i really tried to mimic it i did a little bit but not not too much when you see movies and culture you can always pick out the gay person. Oh, yeah. Instantly. Is this because they are really playing up stereotypes? Or do you also find that in real life? That you can just know... I am wording this very clumsily. But do you think that they play it up in movies? Oh, I, I most definitely do. Um, There's... Well... Let us put, let's put it this way. Uh, in, in our demographic here in the rural Northwest, <laughs> <laughs> there definitely are extremely flamboyant feminine gay men, and then there are extremely masculine, you would think they're totally straight, gay men. So you have both. A lot of places where it's a lot more what I would call accepted places like New York or California. Mm-hmm. They, from what I've seen, they tend to be more flamboyant, but not always. Um, and, and so I think movies do play it up at least some for, for most people. <clears throat> I would think so too. But sometimes I, I, was when I was doing research for this podcast, I was looking up some videos on YouTube and you just look at the people and you're like, no way in the world would I think that this person is not gay. And then I think, are they really trying to play it up? Really, really embracing every little stereotype that they can. And I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, stereotypes in gay culture actually are promoted Interesting. And I, I don't agree with it. And it's not that they're promoted by everyone. It's just the culture as a whole promotes it. I don't like that and I don't agree with it. I don't think anyone should necessarily be stereotyped. I know you're going to have stereotypical people no matter what. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of times the stereotypes are are usually first played into and and used as part of someone that you're really not. And then you do become that person. So a lot of those people are genuine, at least now, but they used to not be so stereotypical. Gotcha. So shall we address the elephant in the room? Which one? The pink one? Yeah. So <laughs> the the one that is the debate whether you can still be a Christian and be gay. And then further the debate, can you be in a homosexual relationship and still be considered a Christian. Okay. Well, let, let's start with the first part of it. Can you be a Christian and be gay? First of all, I think Christianity is your relationship with Christ. And it doesn't matter where you're coming from, what background you have. Uh, it, it's all individualized. Uh, and and th- the faith you place in that relationship and, and the communion you share with christ so yes i i would argue you can be a christian and be gay i still read my bible i wouldn't say every morning 
I wouldn't say every other morning, probably about every fourth morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I still go to Bible studies. I haven't been to church in a little while. I, I think it's mostly because of lockdowns. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I, I think you can be a Christian and be gay. And then can you be in a same-sex relationship and be, still be a Christian? I would say yes. Um, I, I don't think it's anything close to the same thing as being in in a traditional relationship but i again i think it comes back to that personal relationship with christ Mm -hmm. i think it is so unfortunate that people that i'm thinking (laughs) i don't know how to say this so i think it's really unfortunate that more um let's just say that literally 110 percent of them is straight Mm -hmm. so they can't even consider what it might be like it is very easy then for them to say well i don't care if you have the urges just don't do anything about it which i hear all of the time and i just think why can't you appreciate the situation and just think about what you're asking this other person to do yeah so you are super attracted to your wife, which is cool. Now just imagine that you just couldn't have it. You can't have the companionship that comes with your marriage. You can't have the kids. You can't just have the love life that is in a marriage. And you're just asking this person to just give that up without even a second thought. Exactly. It's absurd. Whether you still think it should be given up or not, the completely unempathetic way that it is approached is really horrible and i will now step off my soapbox (laughs) go ahead was that a question (laughs) no but respond (laughs) um so i i would agree i i think that people in general demonize it a lot more than it should be i don't think it should necessarily be taken lightly um i don't i don't think anything should be taken lightly though Mm -hmm. um alcoholism is, is an extremely serious thing drug addiction is extremely serious and i don't think that they affect you any less than in anything else whether it be you know homosexuality or porn even yeah i i think every sin is is considered equal under the eyes of god and i i would agree people do take it a lot more extreme for whatever reason i think it's because it's been so ingrained that, you know, this is a horrible thing. Um, but then I, I think it's countered by the, I always call it the gay community, the LGBTQ plus subscription. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think that the gay community overplays their part as well. And, and they demand that you accept them, that they can get married in your churches, that mm-hmm. um, they are equal to you in every single way, um, and, and that, you know, you you can't disagree with them. And I think that's also wrong. So I, I think it actually creates a, an environment of hostility between the, the two belief systems, the, the gay community and the Christian faith. By and large, I wouldn't say everywhere, obviously. So, um, how many times have you been told that facts just don't care about your feelings? 
Oh man. <laughs> don't we love Ben Shapiro? Yeah. Uh I, I absolutely love Ben Shapiro's podcast. I don't think I've missed one in the last almost year, honestly. Oh um anyway, but back back to the question. How many times have I been told facts don't care about my feelings? I haven't been told that at all. Hmm. And I, I would argue that it's partially because I approach subjects like this in a delicate manner. Um uh, and, and I don't try to push my beliefs on anyone else i i think everyone has and should have rightfully their own convictions and if it's not something we agree upon as long as it's not a salvation issue is when it comes to christianity then that's okay have have people just said well maybe just fake it till you make it (laughs) like just just go make out with a girl see what happens oh absolutely um funny enough i have kissed a girl um <laughs> not my thing i i tried it i genuinely did um, <laughs> but yeah that's just just didn't go huh no and and yes i have been told that um and i've been told obviously you know it's a phase you'll get through it or you know what caused you to want to be this way um uh, as if it's something that i have you know, wanted my whole life, you know. Right. Yes. It's not like you think, what's going to be the hardest thing for me to do? I know. Exactly. Like, I, I would much rather be born believing that I'm vegan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that actually, sorry, that comes from, I, I can't remember what it was. It's a video. I can't remember if it's a YouTube video or a TikTok, but it's this lady and her, her child comes out to her as vegan. <laughs> And I'm using come at, coming out in a, in a very loose way. Um, but comes out to her as vegan. She's like, why can't you be a normal kid and just be gay? <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I thought that was extremely hilarious. Um, That's funny. So how much would you say that this is part of your identity? A very small part. Okay. Um, I mean, Any part of who you are as part of your identity. You you don't like doing your nails. That's, no, I despise it. That's part of your identity, I, I would say. And I, I would you agree that it, although that's not who you are, that is definitely part of you as a person? I suppose, but yeah, very teensy part. Exactly. That That's about the same way I view it is, yeah, this, I, I am gay, but that's not, everything I am as a person. My, my entire life does not rest upon that whatsoever. Yeah, that's phenomenal. That was what I was hoping to hear because I just don't quite understand why our culture is so... It, this is 100% of your identity. And I'm just like, I don't care who you want to spend time with in your bedroom. Surely you're not a one-dimensional human. Oh, absolutely. And and I don't think anyone is, but people are forced to be, and they're forced to pick that dimension that, that they show themselves as. Why? I, I don't know, and I think it's entirely wrong. I think we are all much bigger than what we see even ourselves as. Um, and a lot of times our friends can see that more than we can in ourselves. Yes, I, I think identity politics, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, is 
extremely dangerous because it forces you to find, you know, that one ideology that you agree with, you know, oh, I'm gay, so that must mean, you know, I voted a certain way. I uh, have certain, you know, food preferences or I want certain things done with my taxes. You know, it, it really... It is is disastrous when it comes to that because then if you don't align with with what those identity politics say and I would even call identity police um, <laughs> the woke the woke people yeah um, <laughs> if you don't align with align with that then they think you are a terrible person and you know y- you should go rotten hell as well yeah, yeah. it's just as quote judgmental mm-hmm. so christians and conservatives get a horribly bad rap for how they treat gay people oh yeah do you think that it's deserved that they have like do their actions line up with that reputation yes and no That that's a i think a twofold answer so i think the gay people that they are like that with kind of deserve it or and or put that on themselves because they throw it out there and say, you know, this is who I am. This is, you know, everything. And if you tell me I'm wrong or if you tell me I can't be this, then, you know, you're a terrible person. And so automatically, you know, conservatives, Christians uh, lash back at that and say, you can't tell us, you know, what we're supposed to believe. And so automatically you're wrong. Um, I have not had that so much in my experience. Uh, and, and like I said earlier, you know, I, I approach the subject quite delicately mm-hmm. with, with most people. Um, because I, I already said, I want them to have their own convictions, their own beliefs. Um, and there's going to be other things we disagree on as well. Um, and, and so I haven't had that same experience that that some people do so i i would say yes it's it's a half deserved label that they put on the conservative and christian community but it's also half deserved that the conservative and christian community dishes that out (laughs) yeah yeah so you mentioned earlier that you read your bible i do so i'm curious when you get to um especially it comes up at least once, I'm sure, in each of Paul's letters where he's like, well, he lists a whole bunch of sins, like being a drunkard, being an adulterer, being a homosexual. These people have no place in the kingdom of heaven. What what do you do with that? Well, let me see real quick. I don't think it comes up that often in the Bible, so I'm just going to do a quick Google of okay. how... I mostly know that a lot of progressive Christianity, which is very affirming of everything that you could that everything in the culture that's happening right now they're super for but they also will say that paul really shouldn't have been in the bible and i have heard that their main reason is all of the talk about sexual stuff yes all right so there are seven often cited texts um and i think there's possibly a a total of 20 i was seeing uh but but it's not mentioned any more than 
than mm-hmm. at least 20 times. Um, it's, it's maybe less than that. Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> Just when you're reading the Bible and you're reading those things, what do you do with it? I read it the same exact way I read everything else. So I, I'm not going to cut it out of scripture because it is there. And, and there is also a belief out there. I don't align with this belief myself, but it, it's a belief that uh, the Roman church, or I shouldn't say Roman, Roman Catholic church, actually, the Bible used to say um, pedophilia, mm-hmm. not homosexuality. And then the Roman Church, Catholic Church changed it to say homosexuality. And I, I don't know how true that is at all. Don't don't take my statement as, you know, this is scripture. Absolutely not. I've heard this too. Yeah. So that that's one thing I've heard. And it makes me wonder. Um, and I'm, I'm genuinely curious if that's true or not. Because I've, I've heard it from some credible sources and then some just other random people. Right. Well, I've heard that. If we're talking Bible writing times, New Testament Bible writing times, in the Roman culture, it was just assumed that you were, if you were a grown man, that you were going to have sex with kids, any and all kids. Yeah. That was just a part of the thing. So I could imagine that considering that Paul did often speak about what was going on in the culture around them, that that could be something that he was saying. Yes. Um, it's also one of my favorite scriptures to quote. I don't, I don't quote it at people like, you know, you have to accept me. Um, but I should say one of my favorite scriptures to remember is all things are permissible, but not all the things are beneficial. And I can't remember where that's at. Yeah. First Corinthians something. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, I can remember what it says. I just can't ever remember, you know, the, the exact where it's at. Um, and I, I think that is what I hold on to most is that, okay, yeah, perhaps this doesn't benefit me in life, but it doesn't disqualify me from salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I take that viewpoint when I'm reading scriptures that, that mention homosexuality, um, you know, and I, I read them for what they're worth. And, and I try to get every bit of, out of it as I can, just like the rest of the scripture. Yeah. Let me see if I can formulate this okay (laughs) so i know that it's really easy for people to pick other people to say things are wrong in our culture in our world because of these people things aren't going the way i want in my own church because of these people Mm -hmm. and you can start pinning things on these other people and they start to become less less human Mm-hmm. in your eyes and i think it's really easy for people to pick a sin that they don't like and say well those people are the problem or just those people they're not true christians and i mean the bible says that god hates all sin and i just think why don't you hate your own sin the way that you hate those sins and just repent take care of your own heart Absolutely. Um, I, I I personally think it stems from the desire to feel more righteous or something along those lines than other people. 
we as as humans have this natural tendency to want to be better in some way shape or form <laughs> tell me i'm wrong go ahead you're, you're super not um <laughs> and a lot of the things in christianity kind of encourage that when it's like this is the way the truth and the life though it is when you think about that too much you can easily start to look down on others yeah well actually so that's even misquoted so it's Christ that says, I am the way, the mm-hmm. truth, and the life. And I think that's where our focus should be. Not even so much on ourselves, but our focus should be on Christ and then ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, ourselves and others around us. Um, but it also states, you know, pick the log out of your own eye before you get the speck out of someone else's. Mm-hmm. And I'm not by any means saying that, you know, my personal sins or desires are a speck compared to someone else's sin i would consider that my own log um and and someone else has has their own little log Mm -hmm. in their eye Uh so with that verse can you say i actually do see that that's sin i know that i have sin but i actually can't see that that is too you're nodding. This is an audio program. I, I'm, I'm try, <laughs> sorry. I'm trying to process and understand what you're saying. Can you say that in a little bit different way? Possibly? Okay. So you're saying that is usually said side by side with don't judge. Yes. Lest not you be judged. Mm-hmm. And generally, I would say that that would mean just be careful on how quickly you can say that this quote or this this sin might damn someone to hell because you're using a very, very high standard and you might just want to be careful. But at the same time, I can easily look at someone who is abusing their wife and say, I actually just know that that's wrong. Absolutely. Are you feeling me? Yeah, I'm feeling you. Okay. Is there a question in there? No, just like... (laughs) That was an open-ended statement. I'm sorry. I forgot how it started. Um... (laughs) Log in your own eye, taking scripture along with judging others. Yeah. There isn't really a question. This is the discussion. That's fair. Um, (laughs) I I was trying to follow your train of thought there. I apologize. Um, Yes, I I, I think, you know, like I said, it's a lot easier to look at another person and say, that's what's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Um, But we forget to look inside ourselves and say, well, what do I have to work on? You know, where, where do I need some help? Where do I need some fixing? Or, you know, whatever it may be. You may not need fixed. You just need may need help. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, I, I think we're, I, I would call us entirely broken, but I don't think every single part of us is entirely broken. I think every single person is broken in a different way. Mm, I see what you mean. Um. So are you not a Calvinist? <laughs> I walk a weird line when it comes to that. Because um, they say total depravity. Yes, I I partially agree. I, I think that the human soul itself is totally depraved. Um, but I do believe that there is parts of us that are not, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like if, if you take us or myself... As a whole, I am totally depraved and without Christ, I, you know, have absolutely no hope in on heaven, earth, or in hell of, of <laughs> doing anything of my own accord to be good. I, I do think, though, that 
people have the power to be good or to do good. I shouldn't say be good, to do good. And I think that comes from the parts of us that aren't totally depraved and broken. Uh, we, we do, a lot of people do still have empathy that aren't Christians. They, they have a desire to help others. And so I would say, yes, we, we are overall totally depraved, but I don't think every single person is totally depraved in every single aspect. Take being gay, for example. Um, mm-hmm. y- you know, my, my parents obviously aren't, aren't depraved in, in that sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, I suppose. But okay. then I don't think that that you would qualify as a five-point Calvinist based on that. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so I have run out of questions, but I do have this, and I wrote it clearly before you said you didn't like stereotypes. But I thought we could take a little quiz and see how many stereotypes you are. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Are you super feminine? No, I, I wouldn't say I am. Yeah, I wouldn't say so either. Do you hit on straight guys as often as straight guys think they're being hit on? I would say they probably think they're getting hit on more than I actually hit on them. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Do you have daddy issues? Absolutely not. I most definitely Perfect. do not. I have a wonderful relationship with my father. Perfect. Do you love iced coffee? I, I love coffee in general. Um, I'm a complicated coffee person. <laughs> Anyone that knows my coffee preferences knows that. So, no, I'm not a big iced coffee person, but I will have it. Um, do you dress well? Yeah. I actually get compliments semi-often on yes. my dress. You dress very well. And you didn't spend all the time in the closet for nothing, did you? <laughs> this is so true. <laughs> Someone's got to have some fashion sense around here. Um, do you like romantic comedies? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I love romantic comedies. Like, give me more, please. <laughs> um, that is probably one of my favorite genres. <laughs> Other than Disney. I love all things Disney. Well, are you a subscriber to Disney Plus? I definitely am. <sighs> Even with the cancellation of G- Gina Car- Carano, Car- Carino, something like mm-hmm. that. I can't pronounce her name very well. I apologize. I'm sure she's offended because she'll listen. Yeah, totally. You know, that'd be great if she did, actually. I would be totally stoked. So I have concluded the main portion, but is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else I want to talk about? Let's see. You have how many cats? I have two cats. You have two cats. Do you have a favorite cat? I'd say Homer because he actually likes me. Winston, he's a great cat. He's very well behaved. But he just doesn't ever want me to touch him. And so Homer is great because he'll snuggle. Oh, how's your uh, caffeine addiction? Yeah, I fully relapsed. Oh. How long did that last? Like three weeks. Wow. And it was actually really good and I felt really good. But just in the morning, I really want coffee. (laughs) It's just like a nice warm drink to have. It's really warm. I was drinking tea. I really need to quit. So you started this podcast off of the idea of what? I can't remember. I knew we were talking about it when you were thinking about it. How did you get to the point of wanting to start a podcast? 
I just absolutely love podcasts as a medium. It is my favorite thing in the world. I listen to probably six or seven hours worth of podcasts daily. Oh, wow. And not not usually that much on the weekends because I do spend time with my husband. But I feel it is a great sin and an abomination to listen to music with one headphone. And so if I'm not in a position to have two headphones in, I will turn on a podcast. So I usually listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to some Christian people, Bible stuff. But it just is such an avenue where you can get to learn about so many different kinds of people. And I just wanted to be part of the fun. So that's why I started it. That's awesome. You know, you'll probably hate me for this, but like half of my music listening is just with one ear. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You are doing such a disservice to the artists who poured their heart and soul to only hear two thirds of what they put into it. I know, I know, but I got to get it somehow. Because if I don't do it just with one ear, I won't get it at all. Yeah. How are, how are you liking doing your podcast so far? I really like it. I wish that any, if there are any listeners out there, I wish that there could be more interaction between me and them. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do it so that I would get fans. So I'm still getting what I want, whether they talk to me about it or not. So basically, me, your one listener, should email questions in. (laughs) Yes. Leave me a review, write it on iTunes, and I will probably read it on the podcast. (laughs) You know what? I'm I'm down for that. Um, Where do you see this going or want it to go in the future? I don't super know. I think my biggest hope is to show other people who haven't maybe been exposed to different ideas and ways of going through life, how other people who do choose other paths just do it and Mm. what makes it different and it doesn't make it bad. This is what I just adore about reading is learning about other people and that the way I was raised in my town of... 3,000 people (laughs) is not the way, the way to get through life. And I don't think that people come to decisions completely blind. I think people really have reasons for what they think and what they believe and why they act. And I want to help people just see that. Hmm. That people aren't stupid. Well. <laughs> people. Some people are stupid, but people are really interesting. Yeah. And even if they maybe are acting in a really, really inappropriate way, there could be something that is prompting that kind of behavior that is worth exploring and understanding. That is totally fair. Dang. So you mentioned to me... Uh, before I came on the show, you, you texted me and said, you know, be thinking of if there's anything that's off limits um, that, that you do or don't want to ask. You've definitely not pushed the limits. I've probably pushed limits more than you. Um, <laughs> that would be accurate. 
But my question to you is that was there anything you thought might be off limits that you decided not to ask, but you want to? Oh, I was like, how many have you had sex with how many dudes? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, I this is a terrible thing, but I don't know my body count. Oh, that many, huh? Yeah. And I wouldn't say I'm proud of that by any means. I I don't Mm. think that's a good thing. But so what would you like to be different? I would like to get married, have two and a half kids and a white picket fence. Um, <laughs> sorry, that that's the American average. I just love quoting that. Yeah. Um, and, and that really is my end goal. And I know a lot of people don't agree with that or and or don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that is definitely something I, I genuinely want. I am starting to get uncomfortable <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> what is the most attractive thing about men oh man i mean everyone likes something different um i i really like like a good strong jawline mm-hmm. um abs are preferable <laughs> you know that that's like that's like some of my major appreciation that's fair who is your celebrity crush oh celebrity crush oh man (laughs) um any name that starts with chris (laughs) (laughs) um if i had to choose a female celebrity crush it would actually be gal gadot wonder woman oh same she is like Probably, probably one of the hottest women that I, I can think of. That is the truest thing that you have said. Um, but at the same time, still does not interest me. Um, but if I had to pick like one true male, or, or I shouldn't say male, one true celebrity crush, <laughs> who doesn't love Tom Holland? <laughs> that's that's the one. Yeah. Do you like The Office or Parks and Rec? I don't like either of them. I do think I knew this. Yes. Um, Why? I am just not a big fan of of those shows. I think those are technically comedies. Yes. I don't like them. <laughs> like, they're not funny to me. I, I don't know what it is. Um, I would say my favorite TV show is Four Weddings and a Funeral on Hulu. Hmm. It's like half rom-com, half (laughs) (laughs) rom-com. Is Genesis 1 through 11 history or legend? I believe it to be history, um, particularly oral history until it was passed down to, I think, Abraham. Or no, it was passed down through Abraham and then down to Moses, yes, um, who, who... put it into the written word and so i i do think that there could be things that are slightly more legend in there but i think as a whole it is much more history do you think that there are aliens i uh this is a hard question and i knew you were gonna ask it too um i don't think that there's not aliens if that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) 
um i i I think that the existence of aliens is a very large possibility um and i i also think that it is a small possibility that we are entirely alone in the universe um but i would have to say overall yes i i do believe in aliens so who or what inspires you to be your best self who um I've actually thought a lot about this for quite some time. I don't think that there's a single thing or person that inspires me to be my best self. Um, I think my friends uh, and the people I surround myself with overall inspire me to be better and, and become the best person I can be, but also my goals. Uh, I, I, I believe set a precedent for the person I want to be and give me something to aspire to. But if I had to choose one person I could be like, it would probably be my dad. We should wrap this up. All right. Yeah, it's bedtime. Dun, dun, dun! Peak curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah.